0: The Lord. Well, I'm going to get right into the message tonight, and um, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it builds us up. It gives us an inheritance in Christ Jesus, that tonight we'll learn and we'll grow, we'll be changed, and your spirit will help us uh, as he speaks to our hearts about these scriptures, that as he um, uh, uses these uniquely in each person's uh, life so that whatever they're facing, uh, the Holy Spirit tonight can give them solutions to their problems, can give them wisdom, uh, and when where there's confusion or chaos or, or any work of the enemy, we thank you that clarity comes tonight, we thank you that peace comes tonight as they listen, and they know from your word and by your spirit how to handle some things in their life. And to get your anointing flowing so that there's freedom, so that there's prosperity and blessing, and also, most of all, Lord, uh, so that there's just a freedom to be a witness and a testimony of your great love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, we know this as the love chapter and, uh, I never get tired of reading it, uh, because I think any time in my life it is always, um, it's always very, uh, timely. You know? <laughs> I don't think there's a, a time that I haven't opened this, that I haven't needed <laughs> because I think as humans we, we can get upset. We can get offended, we can get miffed. Have you ever just been miffed at people? <laughs> um, there'll be can be trials, there can be tribulations, there can be tests going on. And I'm telling you, sometimes it's not from out there, sometimes it's from our own family members or our closest friends or you know, colleagues, um, maybe a work situation that you're having to deal with every day. And so uh this these scriptures really can set you free. So we're going to read them even though it's very familiar. I want to uh to just remind us all of especially me of these things tonight, First Corinthians chapter thirteen uh you know thirteen's not always a bad number, is <laughs> a good number in the Bible right here, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, and the amplified of course uses the word love, I am as a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal, in other words, you're just going to be a bunch of noise and not much substance. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I can remove mountains. Now that's pretty powerful faith there, operating in the God kind of faith. But it says if you have no love or charity, you are nothing. Wow. So God puts, I believe, a a huge value on this type of love. And we know that this type of love is called agape love. There are four kinds of love. You know, there's storgi, which is empathy-based. There's phileo, which is kind of a brotherly, friendly-based love. Eros, which is romantic or sexual uh, love. And then agape, which this is agape here, is the unconditional God love. And it does not depend on other people doing for you, or being anything for you. <laughs> it's totally unconditional. Isn't that interesting? So uh God's love and He loves everybody. The Bible says, of course, in John three sixteen, He so loved the world. That means before you're saved, that means when you're out there being horrible and talking horrible and doing horrible things, um, that He loves you. But you know it's it's wonderful to know too that if you're a Christian and you're acting horrible and doing horrible things, He loves you too, Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise God. That's the unconditional love. I think some people think He loves the world, the sinners, more than He loves His own children. And and His children aren't all perfect. Ask me. I'll tell you about how perfect I am. Mm-hmm. But He loves me, Amen. And uh I thank God that unconditional love is something that's steady, that's steadfast. It's not up and down and all around. One minute he's happy with you, the next minute he's mad with you. No, he loves you, period. Praise God. And that's something that you can always depend upon. And let's look at verse four. And I want to look at the Amplified here because I think it, it just helps us. It says love endures long and is patient and kind. So we could say God endures long and is patient and kind. God is a kind God. He's very, he's more kind than the kindest person that you know. God is more kind. He is more patient than the most patient person that you know. He's not like I uh, just got the hammer up and fixed it to come down on you. He's very patient, very kind. He endures long. He, uh, it says, love is not envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly. Now listen to that. Isn't that interesting? He cares about manners. <laughs> God cares about manners. Oh my, we could gain a lot there, couldn't we? And I think we could uh, just pray and hope that our the younger generations come up would just catch on to this because God is not rude and he doesn't want us to be rude. He doesn't want us to be unmannerly and, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice or unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person, its hopes are faithless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. So that's what our message is about tonight. How to overcome every time. It's the love walk. It's called walking in love. Amen. Love never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. So we see here just the characteristics of the unconditional love of God, the agape love of God, and it just seems impossible to live up to these things, and it is if we're not operating in his love, (laughs) amen, this is not human love, this is a different kind of love, it's divine love, but the Bible says when you're born of God, you're born of love, so this kind of love is resident on the inside of us, and we can tap into it. We can decide to tap into this kind of love, and when things come up in our lives, when people are hard to bear, or when uh, situations come up that present themselves that are just very oppositional against us and challenges, etc., we can always default. Don't you love that word? If we're if we're really grounded in this word here, and we know God's love, we can default right to here. Oh, well, it doesn't matter what's going on. I'm walking in love. It doesn't matter who's in charge. It doesn't matter what the government's doing. It doesn't matter uh, who's done what. I'm walking in love. Amen. And love never fails. So if you don't want to be a failure, this is a great scripture for you. (laughs) Amen. I just can't stand to lose. Can you? It's just terrible to lose. And God's not a loser. He's a winner. He's a champion. And he wants us to be champions and winners. And this is the way he says to do it, to walk in this kind of love, pays no attention to wrong, to a suffered wrong. Well, how can you do that? And not let people take advantage of you. You know, I've heard that before. Well, I just can't love them because they will take advantage of me. And I do know that people do try to take advantage. But if you're walking in the God kind of love, it is such a powerful force that even at, at first, if it seems like they're taking advantage, if the end product will be, will seem, will be very different. Amen will be very, very different. I've seen people that were complete uh completely in strife and and hatred and almost venomous kind of rage, etc., and the love of God uh was shown to them uh not just sweetness. I'm not talking about being sweet, just be sweet. I'm talking about the love of God now that you know there's different. Aspects to the love of God, one of them is you tell the truth, <laughs> you know you speak the truth in love, but you don't candy coat and you don't uh, dance around and uh, be deceitful toward people. You speak the truth in love, so it's not always just honey dripping from our lips. Amen. Uh, but if you have that spiritual force of love which is really compassion flowing forth out of you, I've seen those the most evil people really kind of melt in that. And it it touches their hearts. It penetrates the love of God and the compassion of God. So, uh, and then there's times where the Spirit of God's told me the best thing to do here and the walking in love thing to do here is to separate yourself from this person. (laughs) Amen. Pray for them. Love them. Don't talk evil of them but don't talk to them either right now. Just take a little break. And, you know, that's scripture as well. The Bible says, mark those that cause division among you and avoid them. So sometimes you just take a little step backward and let the Holy Ghost change their heart or deal with them. Amen? And uh so we're not always talking about ooey-gooey what we think about human love, but the love of God and following Him. And so you don't have to make a list of suffered wrongs, you know, accounting. Well they've done this and they've done this and they've done this and they've done this and I'll never forget and I'll never forgive. Well you know, it's sometimes it is difficult when somebody's hurt you to, to forget what they did. But you know, I think that if you come up with the word of God and and say, uh if it comes up in your mind or your heart, you can say, I have released them to the love of God. I have released them and I do not hold grudges. I do not hold resentment. Now, sometimes you have to say it with your teeth, gritted. (laughs) It's not a feeling. This is unconditional love. So you just say, well, you know what? I've given them to God and I'll not touch that with my mind. I forgive them. I love them. And, uh, Jesus said, even pray for your enemies, you know, uh I was just thinking about our new administration and you know, we're instructed in First Timothy chapter two to pray for all those who are in authority, and that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. Uh for this is the will of God. So you know, it's so easy to pray for people you agree with <laughs> and so and those ones that you disagree with and you, you think, Oh, I'm not praying for them. <laughs> But those are the very ones that need the wisdom of God. They need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And they need to be surrounded by our prayers. And so I thank God for some of our leaders in, in in our camp that have through many decades of my ministry taught me to pray for every president. It didn't matter what uh, party they were in. We pray for every president that we have. We pray for every vice president that we have. Amen. (laughs) And uh, all the Congress and all the uh, Supreme Court justice, no matter if we like them or if we don't like them or if we agree with them or we don't agree with them, love prays and love uh, works uh, that which is an overcoming power to situations. And so we don't stop praying and we don't stop loving. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm preaching to myself, too. I know, you know, you're looking up here thinking, well, you're just perfect. You just walk in love. No, (laughs) these are things that God and I have talked about for many years. (laughs) Like, how can I love them? And He's told me before, use my love to love them. When you don't have any more love uh you use my love and really even before we use our own love we should use God's love amen all right let's turn to 1 john chapter 3 is anybody getting anything out of this <laughs> all righty praise god it doesn't mean you let people run over you or talk to you any way they want to or live in a horrible situation these things uh are are not walking in love uh walking in love is walking in Christ in God, because God is love, and let's look at this right here, first John chapter three verse twenty three it says and his this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of g of the Son, his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. um you know this is the New Testament commandment. Um, and it it's it's really a wonderful uh, uh grace commandment, faith commandment, because everything in the Old Testament, all the laws of the Old Testament, Moses' laws, are wrapped up in the love of God. If we love, we do not transgress uh our brothers and sisters. We don't uh trespass against them we don't get over in their life and cause harm uh, many times you know trespassing I remember Jesus prayed that we wouldn't trespass <laughs> and I thought about that scripture because many times if there's a construction site it says no trespassing and it's for our own good not to cross over that boundary of where they've marked it off and I believe there's boundaries in Christ in and that He shows us those boundaries with people yeah. and with situations. Sometimes I, He's told me, "Stay out of it, Scarlet. Just stay out of somebody else's situation." Now, other times He'll say, "You need to get in there. You need to call them. You need to pray for them." <laughs> but you know, it's really nice to be led of the Spirit because He will give you peace about what is walking in love in this situation. Yeah. What does walking in love look like, Father, in this situation? Because it's not always the same. Amen? It's not always the same. But God knows. He knows what people need for you to love them and what they, uh, what, what, uh, when they will receive your love. Uh, we think we're loving people sometimes and they want us to leave them alone. <laughs> just bag away. Just leave me alone. That that would be love right now. Um and sometimes we rush in there way too fast and then sometimes we don't. We don't rush in at all and we should. So God knows. Amen? Uh but thank God that when we love one another, and that's what it says right here, you can just underline it. Uh love one another. Uh as he gave commandment, we know that we are fulfilling uh, him and his abiding love in us. Now, let's look over Proverbs chapter 31. This is talking about the virtuous woman, of course, but I believe it also can uh, address men, too, and children. It's uh Proverbs chapter 31 and um, we'll look at verse 21. Proverbs 31 and Twenty-one. Let's see, is that right? Twenty-six, I'm sorry. Twenty-six. She opens her mouth with wisdom. Now this is a, the powerful woman. Virtue means power. A powerful woman. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. The law of kindness. Did you know kindness is a law? It's another form of the law of love. Now, this is Old Testament, of course, but kindness and love really run hand in hand. And again, you know, one of my really good friends, and she's a pastor's wife, she said, I just don't like people calling me sweet. They'll they'll say, you're so sweet, you're so sweet. And she said, I tell them I'm not sweet. I'm kind, but I'm not sweet. (laughs) Because she didn't want to be looked at as just somebody you can run over or just a doormat. Um, kindness is a little different than sweetness. You know, in the South, we call, oh, you're just a sweetheart. <laughs> but, but kindness is a little stronger term uh, that I believe is God's characteristic. The Bible says God is kind to all, uh, that he is a very kind God. We read it a while ago. So there is a law of kindness. Now let's look at this in the New Testament, Romans chapter 12. And I just decided I was going to start saying I operate in the law of kindness. I operate my law, my life in the law of kindness. And, and when I come up against some things, I'll say, Lord, okay, what, how can I operate in kindness here in this situation? And He'll certainly show you every time what to do or what not to do, what to say or what not to say. But just surrendering to that law of kindness, look what can happen in Romans chapter 12 look at verse 21 be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good with good kindness and goodness are so powerful such a powerful force and some people think you're weak if you do this but really the truth is when God is behind it, and God is behind goodness and kindness, that's who he is, then you can overcome evil. Now, that's pretty strong, isn't it? Because evil is pretty strong. It's a strong force. It's nothing to laugh at or to uh, just uh shrug your shoulders. Oh, yeah, evil. Evil is pretty rough. And we heard the evil days that we're even in now. Some of the evil things that go on that we're not even supposed to talk about. That's how evil they are. You know, the Bible says don't even say some things in the works of darkness because it's so horrible, so evil. But this says overcome evil with good. So tonight I'm proposing to you that we can overcome every time if we overcome with good. With good. Amen. So what can I do? Can I, should I retaliate? Should I? hold a grudge? Should I uh, see how I can ruin these people because they've tried to ruin my life, or etc.? No. <laughs> the Bible says you're going to overcome if you want to overcome. If you don't want to be a failure, if you want to walk in victory, then you're going to have to overcome with good. There's going to be a good act or a good word, something releasing your life with God's goodness that will overcome the situation. And that is so powerful, isn't it? Mainly because it is something we can do. It is something that we can say. And even if you can't say it or do it to the person, you can say it or do it in prayer for them. Amen? Prayer is a good work. It's a good thing. And we can always just follow the Lord in prayer for them. Praise God. Always pray. You know, we think, oh, well, uh, You know, we finally prayed, and the other people say, well, has it come to that? You know, you finally prayed, yeah. But <laughs> the Bible says pray first of all, right? That's the first thing we should be doing. So really that's the good, a good act that you can uh, always know it's God's will uh, when you're facing evil, when you're facing a situation that you know the devil's hand's in it. You know the devil's got a hold there. What can you do? Well, yeah, you can bind him. Praise God, do it. Also, you can overcome that situation, that evilness with good. Praise the Lord. So that can give us uh, some ideas of how to overcome every time. Now look at Romans chapter 13. We've just got a couple more scriptures here. Romans chapter 13 and verse 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. You fulfill the law when you love one another. Again, underline that, love one another. Now, it doesn't say love your best friend or love everybody that's been kind to you through all the years or love those who smiled at you today. No, it's those ones <laughs> like on the way to church tonight. There's this motorcycle. And we were bumper-to-bumper traffic, and this motorcycle was just flying in and out and down the middle between our two lanes. And my first reaction (laughs) is, that guy is going to get killed, you know? And um, a, a friend of mine told me years ago, she said, you know, when I see people in traffic like that that are just acting up and acting crazy and in and out and all that, she said, I just... I felt like the, Lord, the love of God had me pray for them. Don't let them get hurt, Lord. Don't let them hurt anyone else, Father. I encamp angels around them. Now, see, that's the love of God, right? Because man is saying, "Just, just they're going to be knocked off that motorcycle and crash," and you know, and they deserve it. Isn't that awful? But that's what we think sometimes. That's how we think. And the love of God would say, "Don't let them get hurt, Lord. Don't let them hurt anyone, Father." amen Amen. just changes your whole perspective uh the love of god and you know of course we we want them to not act like that but i believe there's other ways that god can teach them and train them well you know they can be born again amen (laughs) pray for them to be saved and pray for them the spirit of god to talk to them about the way they're driving their cars or their vehicles or their motorcycles Without horrible tragedy happening to them or to others. Amen? Yes. See how the love of God will change us. And, uh, it's much more effective. Hallelujah. Much more effective than us wanting the horrible things to happen to people. And, uh, you might think, well, I just, I'm just not there yet. Well, keep studying the word. Let's look at two examples here and then we'll go tonight. Acts chapter seven because, uh, there are some Men and women in the word who walked in love in some pretty adverse situations. Acts chapter 7, verse 54. Of course, this is Stephen. And we know he was full of the Holy Ghost. He was a man of power. He did tremendous works by the Spirit of God. And here he is. Uh, preaching, teaching people and preaching uh, unpopular words, but nevertheless, he was led of the Spirit. Verse 54, and when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Now, I have had some not-so-great responses in ministry, but I've never had people start bite me yet, and I hope that never happened. That seems just very unpleasant, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow, biting with their teeth, like dogs, really. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, hated them, hated them for doing that, sued them, sued them. <laughs> no, he looked. Upon stead, up steadfastly into heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. See, it's all what we're looking at. If we're looking at the pitiful state of people and humans and where their deranged minds and mental illness can take them or just listening to the devil, how some do, uh, then we can be very angry and waste a lot of time and energy being resentful and angry. But look, he looked up to heaven. Praise God. He saw God. He saw Jesus. That's what we need to do is keep our eyes on our loving heavenly father. And he said, behold, I see the heavens open and the son of man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down. Uh, their clothes at the young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Never forgive them, Lord. They're hateful. They're mean. They're terrible. They're unfair. This is unjust. No, he didn't say any of that. He said, Lay not this sin to their charge. Now I don't know if you've ever hit, been hit by a rock before, but I had been hit by a rock. I was rafting down a river and I was taking a break. I got on the side of the river and it was a real rocky, you know, Tennessee river. And, uh, these children were playing with rocks and there was the way the one rock hit me in the head. And I'm telling you, I had never thought about being stoned until that, until that moment. And I thought, this, this hurts. This is not just, oh, he was stoned and he gave up the ghost and went, you know, I mean, these, these were painful things that were happening to him, mm-hmm. physically painful. And, you know, emotionally it was, too. Um, so here he is in the midst of all this saying, lay not this sin to their charge. In other words, forgive them. I forgive them. Forgive them, Father, mm-hmm. for what they're doing. Now, if, we, if he can do that. We can forgive somebody on TV for saying that something that we don't agree with. Uh-huh. Amen. <laughs> so can't we pray and say, just forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they're talking about. Uh-huh. Amen. Love them. Forgive them. I pray for them to be born again. Praise God. I pray for them to be walking in the light. They need the wisdom of God. And that's what I pray for. Hallelujah. And then, of course, in Luke chapter uh, 23 and verse 34, we see the greatest gift of all. Uh, that's our Savior, Luke 23 and 34, and um, Jesus, of course, he, on the cross, Luke 23, 34, all, not only did he uh, pray this prayer, but he also, remember, he's ministering. He's hanging up on a cross, ministering to the person next to him. Is that not amazing love? Is that not compassion in the midst? You know, I've thought before during my ministry in life, I thought I can't do this. You know, this is happening in my life and this is happening and this is going on and this is going on. And I just, I can't preach in the middle of this. I can't travel and do anything. I can't write a book. I can't do anything in the midst of (laughs) it. Yes, you can. (laughs) If Jesus is hanging on a cross, preaching, ministering getting a person uh to where he's going to you know be with him in paradise amen forgiving and loving on the cross we can preach through anything Amen? amen we've been through nothing compared to this and uh and then he said in verse 34 then jesus said father forgive them for they know not what they do on the cross bleeding and beaten uh, so horribly that some say he was unrecognizable. You can't even recognize, unrecognizable, uh, to, to who he was. Such, you know, blood and, and just the horrible, gory, uh, place that he was physically because of their, uh, beatings and nailed to the cross. And he's saying, what? Forgive them. Father, forgive them. Now these are things we need to remember when we're having a hard time forgiving somebody for insulting us at lunch. Amen. Right. Or saying something a little bit mean about our husband or wife or children or, or church. You know, oh, my goodness. Sometimes we can be so easily offended at the least little things or things that we just we just don't agree with that. So we're and I'm thinking, oh, my, how about the forgiveness? How about walking in love? How about loving people with the love of God? How about praying for them? Amen? Because I tell you, if you don't agree with everything I say, I'm thinking I don't always agree with everything I say either. (laughs) You know, sometimes we're just so imperfect, right? And we can say things and not even mean them, or we can say them and not mean them the way we said them. Or we can say them and years later think, I can't even believe I preached that. I can't even believe I said that. Amen. So how about compassion? How about the mercy of God even for your pastors and for your ministers? And then certainly, of course, for our congregation because it can go the other way too. I've heard preachers get so mad and resent their congregation so much thinking they're not doing enough and they're not giving enough and they're not serving, you know, all the complaints. And you think, okay, pastor, how about some walking in love? Of course, your pastor doesn't do that. He absolutely adores every one of you. I can guarantee you that. But, you know, there are those. We can hold a grudge, and we don't need to do that. Um and I, you know, I, and I, and we don't need to just do it for our, uh, own well-being, but for the well-being of others. And I, I did forget this, but I want to say it. John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for God is love and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God see that's really the true measure of spirituality it's not how many gifts of the spirit we operate in it's the love of God the mature walk of love that's the measure that's barometer he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love and this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be, to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we are also to love one another amen and i tell you i've used that in prayer too you can tell i've had a a lot of opportunities to walk in love (laughs) but but i have said well lord if you love them i love them amen (laughs) if you love them i love them and i know he does he loves them whether they're saved or whether they're unsaved whether they're a gang member or antifa or if they're you know a muslim or a uh, you know, whatever religion that you might not see eye to eye with, I tell you, God loves them. Amen. He loves them. And because He does, we love them. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, let's stand up and we'll pray and, and let's just, uh, wait on the Lord here for a minute. Father, we just thank you for your great love. We, we understand, um, from your word that you are love. And uh we pray to understand the abundance of that love and the depth and breadth and height and length of the love of God. It's so immeasurable that sometimes for our human brains, it just seems uh, impossible, but we know that we can operate in your great love, that we can operate in this forgiveness that we see in Jesus and what he did and in Stephen and what he did, and all the other examples in the Word of God of how uh, in tremendous, horrible situations, uh, they would reach out and say, I forgive them, forgive them, Lord. I love them, and I know you love them. And I thank you, Father, that we can begin uh, even more and more now to be in, in this type of mindset, renewing our mind to your great love. Thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. We wait on you, Lord. And we just let you settle this and establish this in our hearts. If these people that have been bothering us, that have uh, even tra- trespassed against us, we forgive them right now. If they transgressed against us, we forgive them. We release them right now. And we say, like you say, Father, we love them. We love them. Even if they're doing bad things right now, this, this minute, we love them and we pray for them and we ask you to help them. Help them, Father. Strengthen them. Maybe it's us. Maybe sometimes, uh, in our own lives, we, we run out of love for ourselves and there's self-hatred. And so we ask you, Lord, tonight, if people are dealing with that, even in the live stream, that uh, they forgive themselves, and you forgive them, Lord. Hallelujah! They're released right now, and they're loved. They're accepted. They are. Uh, they're um, loved by you. May they know that. May they sense that. May they even feel that tonight. Your love just moving in their ring right now where they are and engulfing them in your great mercy and your great compassion surrounding them, Lord. Thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, making them whole. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. We used to sing that song, Beloved let us love one another for love is of god and everyone who loveth is born of god and knoweth god he that loveth not knoweth not god for god is love loveth. Let us love one another. First John four seven and eight. <laughs> and you know, sometimes those songs are really good for us to help us to remember First John four seven and eight. <laughs>